Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Charlene. Happy Tuesday to everyone. Thank you. I just want to praise the Lord and worship Him. Um, we're praying this morning as we see in the hands of God move many times and saving His people around the world. And we just want to thank the Lord as St. Vincent bunks back. I was speaking with um, a gentleman yesterday, and he showed me a video with the Prime Minister of Guyana uh, packing. They packed um, several ship loads, and and that was sent uh, to to Saint Vincent. Very powerful. He was part of it, and uh, also. I heard of Barbados, I think, that sent the ship and it sank um, as it approaches St. Vincent. Um, A lot of things are happening around the world. But I want to tell you one thing that struck me yesterday was for the first time I record this. My phone was down the entire day. Nobody could get in touch with me. Um, You see, I'm on the Rogers um, network. And the Rogers network went down. So a good part of Canada had no internet or no mobile phone. And it was very chaotic for a lot of people. For me because I could not get on, and I know I have many calls to make, many calls to receive, and we're out of touch. And for me, this is another wake-up call about depending on the system. And you know, there's uh, several phone companies in Canada, and one of the main, next main company is TELUS. You have TELUS and you have Bell Canada. And TELUS is one of the best network, and they're expensive, and that's why a lot of people don't go with them. But the thing about TELUS is they get their feed from satellite, so it's harder to interrupt their network. And TELUS works just about anywhere, anywhere. And I'm saying even when we get the telephone network, we don't think that these major networks like Rogers can go down and they can't figure out what's wrong. The entire day they're trying to figure it out. There's tens of thousands of dollars, people, uh, gone down the drain because they cannot connect. 
it's I know there's gonna be a lawsuit on it because of what happened. But it just show you the infrastructure, how it's easy to, to break, easily break. It's just unbelievable how we depend on the system and we have no backup. And this just taught me a lesson to say, wow, you know, when there's no phone, you know, you can't communicate because we get used to communicating like this. So I think this is a big one for me. You're seeing a lot of things. You're seeing the coronavirus. You see what happened in St. Vincent. And for me, this one with the telephone, just knock out completely, no internet, nothing. If you don't get Wi-Fi from a different network, you will not be able to communicate. So these are some of the signs of the time where God is saying there's time coming when everything will be knocked out. And if you don't know how to arrange, what if the telephone system go down for six months? How do you think you will communicate? You have a strategy to say, you know what, if my phone goes dead, this is what we'll do. We'll meet at this point. The family will meet at this house on the second day of the pandemic or the third day. What kind of strategy do we have in place just in case? Something go wrong. Like, I remember I read about what happened to the Jews. And some people are in slavery. They were disrupted, the family, and they have never seen each other again. Because there was no arrangement to say, okay, if something go wrong, this is what you do. You report it to this radio wave, and I will check what if it just shows how we are as Christians, that if we don't have plans, when you think it's peace and safety, it's sudden destruction. We all have our numbers saved in the phone. Some of us don't know our brother's number, our sister's number. It's just to the program. It's programming my phone. We don't memorize numbers any longer. What if something was to happen? Do you have a book where you transfer all your numbers in a, a hardcover book and it's in your bag? It's somewhere where you can get it. So if the system go down, your phone is missing, you can commune and get in touch with the prayer line. Do you have the line number written in your head? Is it written somewhere else? These are some of the little facts that we have to keep in mind that this world is evil. Things are happening. A lot of wake-up calls to say that we have to be prepared. There's a big disaster, a big earthquake in Toronto, or wherever you are, and the family is missing. Would it take you five years to find them? Their strategy. You know, anything goes wrong, we're going to meet by 
the family home, whether the home is there or not. We'll meet. We'll leave notes there. Think about it in terms of the spiritual realm. What's going on and how we are to be prepared. You know, because when we're going home with the Lord, we're not going to be taking anything. You know, and some of us just have a lot of stuff. You look through the house, we have stuff till we don't know where to put it. And we can't throw them out because we think it's important. We have stuff, stuff, stuff. If we were to build another garage, it will just be filled with stuff, stuff, stuff. Wow. So we have work to do. Um, This morning, the Lord has given me a familiar scripture. And it's John chapter 8 from verses 1 to 10. And it talks about the woman who was caught in adultery. And I think the Lord have a message for all of us in this. Not that we were caught in adultery, but just a message. Let us pray. Father in heaven, great God, we thank you. We praise you, O God, and we worship you. We bow down in your holy presence. And now, Lord Jesus Christ, we're asking you now to show us the power concerning your word. As we go through this word, unlock the blessings that is bottled up in this word. We just want to thank you as we present the word. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. And this famous word says, Verse 1 of John chapter 8. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. So this was early in the morning and people already in the church want worship, want to come higher with the Lord. This is, people are not even coming to the sanctuary when it's sunny and in the midday or late, but this is early in the morning. Who's going to get up early to go worship like this somewhere else? And in verse 3 it says, And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? So, when I look at this, I see that it was a test of Christ's character. It was a test. And as God's people, we're going to go through tests. And this is definitely a test to see what the Lord will do. It's not even about the woman caught. Because they are spelling out the law. They believe so much in the law of Moses that they are telling him that what Moses told us is that this, whoever is caught in adultery, 
should be found. What thou says? What are you going to say about this? We caught her. Are you going to stone her? It was a test of Christ's character to see what kind of man is this. A lot of times we go through things, it's a test to see how we're going to stand in terms of Christ's character. How we're going to stand? Are we fast to judge? Are we fast and quick to jump on bandwagon and accuse people and put them down? What it is. So here, the woman, they made it clear that she was caught in the very act. There's nothing you can do. Moses' law state this. What are you going to do now? In verse 6 it says, This they say, said, Tempting him that they might have to accuse him. Accuse him. So they want to accuse Jesus. But Jesus stood up down, stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. He ignored them. So sometimes when people come and accuse us, we need to just ignore them. Slow to anger. Just take a good look at the situation here. Just allow it to play back graphically in your thought, in your mind this morning. With the crowd around Jesus early in the morning, it's just probably around 6.37. The sun is just peeking up. And they want to accuse Jesus because they are upset with him. So they are looking for things to bring to the table, to bring to the church board. They are looking for reasons to condemn you just so they can look good. They want to put down Jesus. So they came with the woman they caught in the very act of adultery. And this is a death sentence. So they want to say, let's see what he has to say to see if he's on board with us. Let's take her to him. And Jesus did not fall in their trap and respond. Jesus stooped down on the ground and started to write. Many people say that he was writing their sins. Many people say all different things, but it did not explain, but he was writing as he stooped down. And in verse 7, it says, So when they continue asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin amongst you, let him cast, first cast a stone on her. You see, what Jesus was doing here is speaking to the heart. That when people come to accuse us as children of God, let's speak to the heart. And you may ask me, how do you do that? You can do that through prayer. You can do that through quoting the scripture of the Lord. There's many ways we can do that. The Lord responded and said, those who are without sin, let them cast the first stone. The Lord was speaking to their heart. He was moving and convicting their heart and revealing their sins. 
So when I look at it, I'm saying to God, that's one of the main things a lot of people do is to put people down and to find out what their sins are so that they can expose people so that Satan can use guilt and shame to destroy many families. The Lord is saying to you, what if you check out the sin that is in your eyes, in your heart first? What if we think about it when we're going to accuse somebody in the church? What if we look within our own heart? You see, the Lord is saying we have this tendency to accuse others and to say of all manner of evil to others. What are we saying to ourselves? What is our fault? What have I have done wrong in my life? What if my sin is so secret? that nobody knows, nobody can call it out. That woman was caught openly. They perhaps even set her up just to make a point, just to condemn Jesus, because the fight was all about Jesus. It wasn't even the woman. We have to draw some parallel here and to look and to compare our lives and how we are quick to judge, quick to condemn, quick to point the fingers. This sin occurs so much, many a times within the Christian church, within the church of God. Many times we look for reason to condemn. God is asking us this morning, are we looking first at ourselves? and come into the mercy seat. They brought the woman all the way to Jesus to put her to shame and to point out her sin. And the Lord just hit them and said, listen, anybody who have no sin, let them cast the first stone. And a lot of them were hiding secret sins. And they did not know. And those sins, perhaps the Lord allowed to come right up to them and to convict them on their life. Wow. Let's get out of here. What a God we serve. What a mighty rock. He's calling us this morning to say, listen, this is one of the sins that destroy God's search. This is one of the sins. Verse 8, it says, And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest and even unto the least. And Jesus said, Let alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, 
He said unto her, Woman, where are where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee? Mercy. Mercy. That, that that's really it's really powerful when you look from the perspective of they wanted to condemn Jesus. That's how as Christians when we're walking for the Lord, people are going to want to condemn us. And we should not jump on the bandwagon. When people come and say ill things against you, others, you must shun them. You must say, I don't want to hear, let us pray for that person. Instead of feasting on it and making matters worse, God is asking us, come closer to him. Let us ask him for complete washing of our own selves. God appeal to you and I this morning that as we need to come higher, as we've seen the signs around the world, things are going to happen. But let us have a heart of forgiving, forgiveness, willing and ready to forgive. May God just bless you this morning and may you just Take this little note from this devotion that it's not about pointing out what others are doing wrong. It's about us. What are we doing wrong? Because the men brought the woman to Jesus, and then the Lord, after examining them, found out that they are the one with the sin. They are the one who are looking for a way to justify what they're doing. They are the one with the sin of unforgiveness. They are the one who are full of pride and self. By the time the Lord say a few things, they disappear. Guilt and shame was on them. They disappeared. Wow, they disappear. So the Lord is asking again, are you willing to just go to God on your behalf, not going to God and pointing out and say, such a sister, so-and-so is like this. Why are they doing this? Why not focus on the Lord for ourselves and try to come higher in Jesus? I just pray that this morning somebody will look deep into this. Don't look at the part of adultery because it could have been any sin. The main thing for me is the accuser of the brethren, looking for ways to condemn Jesus, to condemn people of the Lord. It's going to happen. They're looking for a way for you to mess up so they can throw you under the bus. They look and, and watch you every day for you to make a mistake so they can condemn you. God is not like that. The Lord loves us so much. And he wants to save us. So I pray this morning that as you go through the day, you will contemplate and look within and not without. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, as we'll now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. 
Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.